to the podcast. Uh, on this one, we've got Doof. Hello. <laughs> How we doing? Um, so, and basically, this is the first one with the camera. If we decide to release it with the camera, if not, I'll be cutting this out. <laughs> um, I so we've got Doof in. How you doing, pal? I'm very well, thank you, mate. Yourself? Not too bad. Do you just want to pull that thing closer? Yeah. Oh. Have you checked levels or not? It's all our levels oh, are all right. Um, so how are you doing? Very good, very good. Enjoying my day. <laughs> how you how you finding sort of coming out of the pandemic and that? Like I know you were quite busy beforehand because beforehand were you doing you were doing like some um, stuffing like electric soup and that weren't you? So you were sort of busy before before the pandemic. Music wise. Uh, um. Well, yeah, no. Uh, bef- before the the pandemic, like. Um, I was really big into music uh, from 2012 till maybe 2017. But the last couple of years before the pandemic, like I'd really like uh, settled myself down with it. I didn't have uh, the involvement and interest in it that I did have previously. But since the 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 pandemic uh, hit, uh, coming out of it, now I have absolutely nothing to to do with music in the, in of like a. Uh, aspiration or like a business sense yeah, obviously yeah. i still listen to me i still like love the stuff always will uh, yeah but uh as i say like um bef- before all, all this uh, you were st- uh, i remember I, I still listen to like you, you set with um you did with stretching like electric soup and like uh, i just found i found it you were like as i say i'm not gonna look your ass out like that but you were you were like the rep for Machinera, like northeast sort of Spanish stuff around here, in my opinion. Ah, uh, well, there's not really many uh, folk uh, that um, that. Well, th- there's a lot of people that like it, but there's not many uh, DJs that play that sort of thing uh, around here. Not anymore. Uh, no, no. no, there was uh, back in the day when I first got into it. Uh, Evian did. Uh, there was a few more, but uh, numbers are uh, quite low these days. But I've uh, it's always been a, a special place in my heart. I've always found Machina to be like the most enjoyable genre of dance music to mix. I Energetic mean, I, I mix a lot. I like mixing loads of things, but Machina's just got a... There's a lot more, like, samples and just, like, the the style of the the the, the music. You can just do a lot more with it, like uh, mixing for fun, like uh, hammering the crossfaders and stuff uh, and your, your channel faders rather than other genres. So that's why I've, like, sort of stuck with that and where other people would maybe mix it... Um, Back in the day, but now they'd maybe do house music, something yeah, a bit yeah. more like commercial or grown up. Some people would <laughs> say, but no, Mac and I'll always have a special place in my heart. Uh, but the the set with Stretch that might possibly uh, be like, if not the, my favourite, but uh, definitely top three sets, most enjoyable sets that I've ever done. Um, definitely the best. Um, crowd i've ever played till uh from the start till the end of the set the full dance floor was like pretty much singing and stuff uh, there was one point uh, stretch actually went to the toilets and while he was at the bog uh, the crowd was just going yeah 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 he come back from the bogs and he looked at me i looked at him it was like i was sh- both shaking our heads like what the fuck this is epic in here yeah i was there that night like um, yeah i came along i just because I've always been a sort of fan of like I've never ever I've never played it, never produced it or out. But when you get someone some good North East name, say your stretches and stuff like that, um Stomping, um Tazo, do you know what I mean? Turbo D so any any sort of 
sort of MCs like that, or or even DJs. We've talked about off pod. Um, I like like Chrissy G, yeah, Nitro, Matrix, all that. Like all the, the not, uh, it's all nostalgia for me because growing up in school, there was always the bounce, but before that, there was a, it was like a massive like. It was massive, like Machina in this area. Waited to all e- Machina, yeah. Everyone, for e- me, like, literally everyone listened to it. For me, it was Italian and Machina, like yeah. Zone and Madison's. That was like the big thing. Yeah. And then uh, Machina come along, and uh, like you were saying, it was Machina, and then like Scouts come along. Yeah. Yeah, I had a bit of a similar experience with it. In but it way. was like, it was huge around here. Like, even now, if you, there's, there's certain tunes that stick out in my head. Like, if you play that air. Uh, you could go into a club on a Saturday night and there'd be like loads of like eighteen year olds, right? And you could you could have that vocal sample that goes voulez-vous a rendezvous and yeah. like, like literally everyone knows that tune and it would it's just little tunes like that like I don't know um, and especially with the speeded up Italian stuff as well that they used to play like oh Chris Strangers TH Express yeah. Linda and the hard mix of Linda and Co yeah. um, are very best of tunes like I I think Voulez-vous is possibly a Spanish tune uh, I mean Italian tune it is I know like, it is like yeah, yeah, yeah. it is like more soon as like Spanish like Macara, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Italian from Italian label but that's uh, maybe it's regarded as like maybe the big biggest tune in the North East that Voulez-vous I'm Big fan, love it a bit, but it's something that I never really, I would never really play because it's shit to mix. <laughs> it's one of them. It's got like eight bars at the start of it. Yeah. Like so, uh, eight bars at how many? Well, I oh, know it wouldn't even be eight bars. Eight beats, more like it, like to mix at the start and like when if if I'm gonna play a tune, I'd rather play something with a bit of an enjoyable mix. But uh-huh. that that was the other thing about the stretch set. Um, I'll have had, like, the few first few tunes planned, like I normally do for the set. I like to, like, plan the first, like, couple of mixes to, like, get us into the set. Uh-huh. And then, like, I'll play to a bit more of the crowd sort of thing. Uh, but uh, apart from my mixes, uh, just seem to uh, everything go, go all right. One thing that, uh, with the MCs, they'll always be on form, like, saying the right rhymes that the crowd want to hear and stuff like that. But uh, one thing that can uh, vary a lot with them at the uh, when a DJ is doing a mix at the end of the mix when it goes into the next song's breakdown, Aye. they can maybe not hear that uh, that's gonna happen that a breakdown's coming in and they could be mid rhyme and they'll have to cut the rhyme like halfway through because of a breakdown coming in right. and that didn't happen once we'd stretch. And so you knew like where I was at in the mixing phase. You knew when the breakdown was coming in, and I didn't really like catch him off guard. That like can happen a, a lot. He's had a good chemistry then. Is that what he was um, really? Um, look, I guess <laughs> <laughs> I know everything just uh, went perfect, like flawlessly. Like, I mean, I've DJed so many times and been like drunk and knocked the decks off and like <laughs> done all sorts of shit like that. Uh, but it was the thing with uh, stretch it, everything just went as smooth as you could possibly yeah. uh, wish for. And so, like, it's one of the few sets I don't mind listening to myself. Like, if someone puts it on, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I love it. I know, I've sort of like jumped the gun there. We're gonna go back to the beginning, really, for you. Um, how did you get into music? Um, I don't know if I'm making this up or not, but um, is your dad into music? Yeah, well, my dad was, he's dead now. Like, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I used to do a bit of a thing. He's been dead like 14 years. So, like, my dad was used to be an MC in the park. Really? Uh, oh, right. Oh, so, I thought maybe like in a band musician or something like that. No. Oh, that's class crack there. Uh, he was an MC in the park. I've heard loads of stories. Like, I've bumped into people at work, right, who were like obviously his age and that. 
and they've they've come in and they've said, like, oh, you, oh, and as soon as I seen your name, I sort of recognised you, and I was I just wanted to know if that was your dad and that, and like a lot of them are shocked that he's he's dead, eh? like. Like, yeah. uh, dead air. Oh, can you beat me cell there? Like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what you say that for, no. doof? It's all right, it's all right. It's, it's, it's fucking been, been dead a while. Yeah, it's one of them things, isn't it? It's just life. But um, my my earliest thing of it, when I bumped into folk and they've said, oh, I, I knew your dad from the park. Um, I've heard mad stories like like about him um, where it's uh, it's uh, like someone, someone literally come to me at work. He was one of the fire marshals at work and he said, are you are you Greg's lad? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, he says, hey, what a fucking lad he was. He says he used to go out, used to go out to the park and he'd be emceeing and that. If he needed a piss and that, he'd go out to the toilet and be pissing in the urinal, still emceeing at the tune. Quality, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking art, queen, like, ah, uh, good crack, like. Uh, but that, uh, so my entry into music was through Italian. Like, that's what was played in the park. I, yeah. On the tapes, my dad would listen to... Uh, he, he's, like, he used to style himself off um, MC Kane. Do you know the Ital- Italian MC? Um, don't, no. Uh, he's, he's just used to be back on, like, used to do a zone and fever and all that yeah, back yeah. in the day. And basically, like, growing up, you'd listen to the tapes. He had, like, a wide range of music of what he liked. He liked, uh, like, like, like fucking Elton John, Michael Jackson, fucking status quo, shit oh, like yeah. that. But then he was always into the dance music. He, he got me into the club music. He got me into the Italian dance. And, like... It's awesome. My, uh, my, my dad, like, <laughs> he just earliest... listens to shite. I say shite, it's not really, it's just not rave. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. My earliest recollection would be like, him listening to like, I know it's pro- proper stereotypical, but as a kid, it's something that sticks out in your head. Yeah, um, he'd have the he'd have a tape on from, say, like Zone or something, and he'd be there, Pump Anani, Africa Bambata. <laughs> so that was always, in my head, because it's like quite catchy for a kid, isn't it? It's like, Bump and it's so yeah, you just yeah. Oh, I loved it back in the day. Like aye, it's one of them ones that like couldn't couldn't listen to now. I like, uh, no, but, I oh yeah, I, well any it comes on Italian it's... tune back in the day. I loved, I loved like any. For me, that tune is a I go for a piss if it's on in the club. If it comes on, uh, uh, right. uh, you know, <laughs> like nothing against it. It's just it's overplayed, isn't it? In the Machina world, uh, everybody's a star. Do you know what that is? Everybody is a star. Everybody yeah, so, is a star. Yeah. I have hate that and uh, uh happy men love is you uh, i'm just trying to think what it goes like you are always on my, my mind, mind. Oh, i can't tune. stand it like I love it. Uh, oh, the I big tunes been, like this is why i was saying like you like do you know yeah. what i mean so oh the absolutely massive songs and it was not like they were overplayed it out like that because there's like so many tunes that got played more than them like monster sound or whatever yeah but and i love my cheesy vocals as well it's just like them them tunes just never grabbed us. It's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, just a bit, bit too thin nah. for us. So go on then, what were you going to say? You, you, you're growing up... Um... Oh, well, uh, with my dad being into music, he, um, he's a bit of a musician, plays uh, piano and guitar, and uh, as well as music lessons, lessons, which he doesn't really do anymore, he um, records music in the, the house, he records his own backing tracks, um, yeah. Um, and then he'll go and he'll go and play keyboard and guitar and sing live at the pubs, oh. uh, which is like it's quite impressive what he does. But what, what, um, like, would I know him at all? Like, uh, his he? stage name Steve Steve Spencer. He's got like a bit of a black afro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's fucking mental. That. It's, it's weird. If he's if out uh, towards like this way, I'll I'll give you a text and get yourself out with missus. He's he's entertaining. I like. Going uh, going to the local bars uh, with me with me pals and that to watch him like. Uh, uh, Type of stuff does he do? Uh, like, pop. Like cover, covers and that. Aren't yeah, yeah. 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 I, no, it's not no original. It's just all like covers of like old pop music. I fucking love but that. he won't just like uh, get the 
an instrumental and, and sing over it. He really does like the full song. He like records the, the full like back and track from scratch. Then he'll he'll sing and do like the live synths and stuff on top. Like he's like really talented. Well, I wish I could like play keyboard like in for starters. You know what I'm saying about the the piano roll yeah, and stuff yeah. like. Ah, if I had his uh, well, like just ten percent of his uh, talent on the piano, then I'd go far with the music productions. <laughs> uh, but uh, with my dad uh, being in uh, music and I've sort of like grew grew up on it. Yeah. And like, oh, granted, like we have different tastes in music and that, but like I've just always lived with music. It's a passion, isn't it? Like I know it sounds daft, but like if you if you're brought up around it, you tend to like. Oh well, I like audio, so like I find my own audio that I like, but because it because it's a culture, isn't it? Music, music yeah. is a culture. Ah, in your yeah, house. yeah, yeah. Like like if you there's there's these houses that like for instance my missus is mate, she's got no interest in music, she's got no hi fi out like that in her house like uh, hi fi how old am I but fucking hell, but like she hasn't got anything like that in her house where she'll just knock the music on and think if she's if she's doing like housework like that like that in the house or. If she's trying to like do stuff for work, cause she's a school teacher, so if she's like marking stuff and that, she'll stick a podcast on in the background. She she's not yeah. no music ah, interest well, whatsoever. It's, it's enough for some people and yeah. all the different genres. Like everyone got a different cup of tea. Uh, but for for getting a uh, rave and dance music and that, it, I think it was Clubland and Bonkers CDs. Well, right. all rave tapes that used to get passed about. Right. Uh, Bonkers uh, CDs and rave t- uh, um, and Clubland CDs. I used to go to. Uh, Woolies, uh, Woolworths, the uh, mm-hmm. shop when I was a young one, and buy everything. So that's um, fourth direct, is, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, fourth, uh, I remember, it, I remember going in and getting. Me as a kid, I, I used to like, go in and I'd get a like a CD single, right? Or, or, or it was a choice I could get that or a wrestling DVD. Right. <laughs> like that was my thing as a kid. I used to. Reed is a wrestling fan. I know uh, we but, talk uh, shit all, all the time. Um, shit's a good word to use. Uh, like, oh, no, I'm just checking. No, 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 it's I, it's, I, no, I it's enough for me, not my cup of tea now. But I read his writing. Are we? Um, at school, I'm not sure what really come first, but there was a combination of uh, my pals telling us about all oh, this uh, new under 18s thing, Vibe. Uh, when I first heard about Vibe, uh, went to one of them and never never looked back. Uh, and uh, I've got family off in the North East, so whenever I used to go and see my cousins, I would like stop at their house for the weekend or whatever. Uh, uh, they like played as like New Monkey for the first time and I first heard of that. They had a set of decks and they used to like buy, like, go buying records and like tapes and everything and they... Uh, readily available like I wasn't really sure what come first but the combination of like pals going on about vibe at school and stuff and uh, going to see my cousins over there the, 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 well, what the years is what, what like when you were getting onto the, the music vibe like say what what were you like 14 or something like that um yeah what year uh, was that then maybe 2003 maybe 2002 somewhere somewhere around there I think I went uh, the monkey in 2004 that was like one of me um, earliest raves it was maybe even me me first first rave not counting like vibe a mania like local like sort of like stuff Uh, your first over 18s you mean like is that what you say oh I know it was not over 16s that wasn't it if I'm not mistaken in fact, it will. It probably will have been my first uh, over eighteens, because um, mm. um, I was going to like um, the over eighteens vibes and um, uh, like thing similar things like that. But that was like before I was eighteen, where I was like going actually going into pubs and clubs and that. Uh, but uh, uh, the the monkey at um, at sixteen, uh, like uh, somewhere between fifteen seventeen, like that was epic. 
Uh, Go on, it, you can you can indulge in that if you want. Um, well, it's just um, t- apart from like the talent that was in there, all the DJs and MCs, which are still as good today as like what they yeah. were like back then when they started. I've just never been to a club like it. Um, Is it the culture? Like you got. You go in and you've hit a vibe straight away. You know that the people, like, you don't know the people around, but the, the people around you are regulars. They're there every week, and it's they're there for that music. Because it wasn't it wasn't music club, wasn't it? They didn't didn't serve drink, did they? Ah, well, that that's it. That that was one of the things. Because um, I'm into a few genres, and uh, I've been all over the country to trance events, uh, right. hard house, drum and bass, Italian, all sorts. But um, every club you go to, it's a different layout, looks different than that, but it's all really like the same thing going on there. Whereas the Monkey, they, they didn't sell alcohol. Um, in the main bar, they just sell bottles of water, ice pops, like Lovely. just stuff what people wanted off their heads. <laughs> and then like in the chill-out room, they sell cups of teas and pot noodles, you know, for the people like. coming down, like sledged in there. <laughs> um, the, the spot was uh, close to pitch black, and there was just this one, like, green lace that used to shine through the dance floor, belt when the smoke machine was on. Yeah. And there was, a, like, a wall of speakers at one side of the club. And then uh, the other two sides of the club, there was uh, had balconies on. There was a, a balcony for the DJs and MCs and a bit of a, a podium that went out for the MCs. And uh, the other balcony uh, was a uh, public. Anyone could just uh, go up and there and that. Uh, right. And the full spot was full of uh, mostly young people, all in tracky pants, doing the same dance, and just like bottles of water and fags getting like passed about, and just everyone in trackies like doing all the same dance. And that. I mean, like it was a like, club environment. Like, but now really, like what a club would like look like if you'd uh, go uptown or yeah, like yeah. a rave these days. So, and no alcohol, just so, full of but drugs. Before you went to the monkey, like was it? I don't know how to describe it. Did you did you know that what you were heading to? Like, were you listening to the new monkey tapes and that? Yeah, so, uh, so you did, know what you were you were. I'd had tapes and that. I um I'd I'd listened to tapes and stuff. I'd been to a couple of vibe events, but uh, when I'd went off of me my cousins to stay, I was like, um, um, as soon as I got there, talking to him about tapes and tunes, and I'm like, oh. Um, been got the monkey in that of late. He was like, "Oh, we'll go tonight," and I just wasn't expecting to to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, I was like, "Eh, like give me sell a shake and now oh, we're going." It's like I will go there tonight, and that I was like, "You fucking belter!" <laughs> oh, big shout out to uh, Neil Jermaine, Sean Jermaine, my cousins from Newcastle. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, my cousin and Neil will want to shout out like uh, he's still a big fan <laughs> of the rave and that. Nah, um, I just I just want to say. Because I'm just going off my experience, right? I remember being being um, a kid and I, I remember my dad had left a jacket or something like that or it was something like he'd left, he'd left his bag or something, his gym bag or something in the park, right? And obviously I'd, be, I'd been brought up listening to the park, see, like tapes and, and whatnot. And with me, it was always... Um, do you know when you listen to the old tapes... You can hear the atmosphere, the crowd. Oh, whistles the and whistles. that, like, Yeah, aye. exactly. So, so when I walked into the park, maybe, I don't know, I must have been really young, like, I, I went in just to, and as you go through, as you went through the door, it just, it was just, like, larger than life. Yeah. So, like, when I went to my first 118s at Fusion, I, I'd listened to, like, the, the, the CDs um, and everything like that, and I built myself up to go in there. Like, to me, it was like... yeah. 
it, it was like a mosque or church type thing. It was like, to me, it was like, this is where it's happening for me. This is where I want to be. This is like a, a beacon of thing. Uh, with you, I imagine going to the new monkey after listening to the tapes and hearing the atmosphere, it must have been a surreal moment walking in for the first time. Does that, does that make sense? Um, have I just... Oh, yeah. To, uh, I've got the... From smoking pot for so many years, I've got the worst memory going. <laughs> but uh, walking into the monkey for the first time, I still remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. I don't think like I'll ever forget it um, because just because of how much like I was... Well, I'm, how much I am like in love with it still... Um, and you, you, you tapes and things, and you always like wonder what the places and clubs yeah, are like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think about a venue and a resurrection coliseum, yeah. things like that that I didn't go to uh, after dark. Uh, but you can, and you can hear, you can hear the atmosphere on the tapes, and it's like so I'd kill to go there. You like. don't get it now. I mean, don't get wrong. There's so many good events and raves out there that you can go to now, like absolute class nights, yeah. but. There was just something about the vibe, like back then. I mean, when I said about whistles before, some of that I, I've just, I've just actually uh, been thinking about. It's just dawned on us. Um, someone with a physical whistle, like half the club would maybe have them back in yeah. the the early Raven days, and um, I hated the whistles because like I found them annoying and that. But when you listen to a tape with them, it just I did so yeah. much more of like a, like a like a, a vibe like to the, to to the tape that you just don't get now, uh, and like it's just I know like exactly what you mean. it's just mad like something that like was whistles are annoying as fuck. It's like mm -hmm. oggy oggy oggy, but like it just kind of like adds adds some it away and like gives it the tape like character. Yeah, like, exactly. Which you don't get now, and I, especially I grew, digital recordings. I grew up on um on like cricket CDs. That's that that what tapes. Um, I, I yeah. To, to, to me, Bad like you do, you'd hear, you could feel the atmosphere. And if you put, if you put that on your hi-fi in your house, put the tape on, cracked it up, you could feel the atmosphere of like the MC getting the call and response. Oh, and, like, fucking right! It's I. just something I can't describe. That's the, what the that's roughness what I was addicted of the, to. the roughness of the recording as well. Yeah. That I did some of because now with the digital age, everything's that clear and polished and that. Yeah. Like I think it loses a bit with like rough recordings and that. Like you just like, as I say, it adds more character to the tape. Absolutely. Like you feel you a lot more. Like it, it touches you more. I connects think, with you. I definitely think so. Um. So you were into the new monkey. Can you can you remember who was on? Like is there a stick out set or like when you walked in? Stomping. Stomping. <laughs> that was a stick out. Um. One one thing which was a bit uh, ironic. Um. The first time I went, I can't remember the day. I've been there twice. I could have went. To, oh, yeah, I will. I could have went a third time. Uh, you'd be a good person to ask about this. I know, like most of the raves that you go to, like I'm presuming that you'd be the driver going there. Obviously, right? Um, There's a total over here. <laughs> but put yourself in like a passenger's frame of mind. Like, um, how many people do you think like fit in a car? Like, should be allowed in a car to go to like a rave? Five, including me. Yeah. I would I would agree with you, <laughs> and so this third opportunity that I had to go to the monkey, uh, a pal wouldn't let us go uh, because then there'd be three people sitting in the back and it'd be a bit cramped, and like I'm just 
It's not a viable excuse. I'm not fucking no. having it. I see, I see his point of view in that. Like, I mean, it was a small car and like a bit of a journey, and like, like you do get fucking cramped and that easy. But like, You've I been was a funny mate. I, I, I was, yeah, <laughs> really. A I was, funny. I was 17 at the time, and I didn't really have like opportunity and like chance not to go to Newcastle much and go, yeah. go there. Go to my church. <laughs> That's exactly uh, what it is. I yeah. go to go to my happy place and that. And uh, oh, oh, shout out to Myrtle, dickhead. <laughs> I, I love you, but you're still a dickhead. I'll never forgive you. Um, <laughs> it was like, ah, oh, nah, five, kind of five in a car and that, two cramped and that. And like, yeah, I, I'm still fucking raging about that. But anyways, uh, back to the point. Um, I can't remember any of the dates and that I went, but uh, the first one I went to, it was a special. Right. Like, they used to have like, May Day, like Halloween special, stuff like that. And where most people would probably think that was a good thing and be buzzing with it, there was a Cy and Storm on, which I'm a big fan of. Like, Harkov, it wasn't the residence. I I didn't want to hear it. I wanted direct Chrissy G, like folk like that. I didn't want to hear you fucking Storm and uh, uh, like Cy, like playing playing Harkov. Like, as I said, like, as I said, like, really big fans of Cy and Storm and that, but like, I wanted residence. I wanted you, all the locals like playing the, the Spanish to the like. Well, you didn't. You didn't go to the monkey to eat a hardcore, did you? Essentially, oh, well, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, went, a lot of hardcore did get playing that, but it was just like bits, like mm. a, a lot of Italian, fast Italian would yeah. get played, and like I loved that. Like probably like listen to that more than Machina. But when I'm at a rave, like when I'm at the yeah. new monkey, I want to hear like prime Machina like songs. I don't want to be in a night hardcore and fucking Italian. Got any good stories for me? Um, the second time uh, I went to the the new monkey was with uh, the Myrtle, the the oh. lad I just mentioned. There was him, a uh, few of my other pals. Uh, it was a last from Cockermouth that put a bus on. Right. Uh, I think uh, me and Myrtle uh, both uh, knew a real party and uh, shout uh, Lindsay Berlinson. I think <laughs> I think it's the second day it's Berlinson. Been a while, like. Um, I second time we got the bus bus down with uh, a few Cockermouth lads, few of my pals. And um, or even before we we went to the club, I was stood in there. I was stood in the, the queue outside. Heard like someone, well, heard some sh- someone say something. Uh, someone grabbed the back of my jacket. And I was like, oh fucking hell! Mm-hmm. Like what's going on? Turned out, my fucking younger cousin who I went with last time. Aye. He's like. Fuck. What are you fucking doing here? I'm like, fucking hell, what are you doing here? Never mind me. He was like, what? yeah, man, what are you doing here? Like, obviously, <laughs> he'd be going there every week and that. And it was yeah. just like mad how he was just happened to be right next to us, like, in the queue and that. So he was like, ah, yeah, you're coming with me. So he captured us for the night. And, like, <laughs> me and a few pals would just be, like, walking around with him and that. And so me, like, being at church and that. Best place in the world, absolutely trolleyed. Yeah. Uh, back in the days where I, I used to do a lot of things that like I shouldn't have, shouldn't have been doing, that I have absolutely no regrets about, <laughs> but I shouldn't have been doing them. Uh, yeah. so I'm Not a, judging on this podcast, just so you know. You, the, oh, I don't care anyways. There'll be, there'll be many people watching this, right? Uh, and guess what? This is what we're here for. We're here for this crack. So you, if you, if you were told, to. mate, fucking... Embrace it. <laughs> ah, I'm not bothered one bit. Uh, right, so uh, I'm absolutely smashed on pills, and uh, my cousin gets us onto the the public balcony smoking hot cans. And for for all the, the sensible people out there that like don't haven't taken drugs and things, when you take an upper such as ecstasy, and then take a downer such as cannabis, <laughs> it can it can make you trip. 
And so I'm on the balcony smoking hot hands. Then I'm stroking Mert's leg and asking him for half of his chicken curry. <laughs> and obviously he didn't have a fucking chicken curry. Oh. Not that I'd be able to eat it anyways, like oh. I. So I'm stroking his leg, doof our man. What, mate? What? You've stroked my leg. Oh, sorry, pal, and that's sort of <laughs> like, I was absolutely fucked. I don't know what was going on with the, the cockamuff lads, because like uh, maybe halfway towards the end of the night, like, you fucked from dancing that because yeah, you're just yeah. bouncing about a 175 BPM. Yeah. And uh, we went through the chill out room. You know, when you're just walking around a club right. to, like having laps and that. Walked into the chill out room, having all pot about. And all the, the cockamuff lot are just like sat in there. And we're like, all right, lads, good night. And then they were like, oh, we've just been like sitting through it, chilling through it. Well, like, eh? What do you mean? You've been sitting in here? Have you been next door? And that Stompin's just absolutely wrecked the spot. <laughs> like, fucking, oh, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, oh, get me out of here. I've only yeah. been in two minutes and I'm coming down already. Back to the fucking dance floor. Oh, Stompin, wow, and two. I couldn't believe it. Like, but a um, bell tonight, proper yeah. bell tonight. Like, I. Wish I, wish I went again. Thanks, Mert. <laughs> nice one, mate. Hey, that's class. Uh, so then you're coming, you've been gone 16, 17, 18, right? Where are you going from here? What, what happened next? Um, you've got that taste of the monkey. So uh, in the younger days, it was like the tapes uh, going around and that, and um, I'd like, that got us, like, sucked into Rave and Machina. I knew, like, Machina was one I was one to, like, listen and uh, play and stuff. Mm. And, um, oh, do, you, do we want to hear about how, like, I got into Dex and stuff? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. All yeah, oh, right, uh, well, um, hmm, that's a good question, to be honest. So, uh, so do you know when you were, when you were going to the monkey, that, were you DJing at that point? Were you collecting records? What what, what was the, the, the gist of what you were doing? When I first went with my um... That was when Allah just first like seen Dex pretty much and realised like I wanted a pair. Yeah. And uh I actually I started buying records and was maybe buying them for a year till actually uh, I got a set of decks. Right. Um so prepping your collection, knowing you were gonna get right into it. Oh, I knew I was getting a set of decks at ah, some point. Yeah. Um We'd gone, we'd gone to the the vibes and starting to knock about with a, a couple of the DJs and MCs that went there, the, the residents and that. I was just getting more and more into it, and I, I realised it was like something that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I just started buying records like right away. In fact, uh, the first hard house tune I bought was uh, off Millsy. Right. He played in Backroom Effusion, uh, Cartina Higher. It was called. Mm. Uh, I played, you know, I was like, fuck me, what a tune that was. <laughs> and I, I went off, uh, like, oh, all right, Millsy, um, don't suppose you fancy selling that, do you? And um, I'm pretty sure, like, Millsy's a proper good lad. He'll just give us it. He wouldn't yeah. have even took the money off us. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, remember for certain, but, like, if, like, putting a bet on here, he would just give us it. He was a proper good lad. Uh, but I, yeah, I bought uh, records before I had a set of decks. Uh, towards the last end of school, I got a flat that was like pretty much over the road from my mum and dad's, uh, which was handy for when I wanted my washing done. But uh, <laughs> it was an absolute madhouse, and people just used to land all the time with different tapes and that. And Aye. so from that point, I didn't listen to, 
I didn't go to Woolworths anymore buying CDs. I don't like it was just all tapes and get my hands on as many tapes as possible. And then um, we'd seen my cousins like um, doing decks and going to Vibe and the new monkey and like seeing DJ and realised I wanted to do that. I started listening to tapes differently. Analyzing and, uh, them, eh? I I would listen for all the mixes and that. And then there's one particular tape. I think it's a, the the B side of 15th of June 2002. Chrissy G uh, plays High Horse, which is probably still my favourite Machina tune. Oh. Well, it's technically German art trance, but it gets played in Machina sets and oh, that's so just classes of Machina tune. Played uh, Angel's High Horse and uh, uh, a song called uh, Mullhouse Rave in the Jungle, which most people know as uh, Baby Let's Bang Get tune. Wet. Yeah, and uh, the mix he'd done, he, he'd cued it in the breakdown and then um, as they were building up, he slowed the decks down on 33. Uh, the two buttons on the turntables, 45 right. and 33. He slowed it down. Baby, let's get wet. I just want... And uh, it's the first time I did like... something like that. It was, let's get wet. Then, boom, they both just booted off at the, the same... Uh, the, the proper speed. I was like, oh, my God, that <laughs> sounds unreal. How has he done that? Yeah. And so I was like, right, I definitely want to get in amongst his DJing and that. And so uh, eventually I actually got a, a, a copy of High Horse and uh, uh, Mullhouse and I was able to recreate the mix, uh, uh, which was like, like made a massive penny drop and took um, DJ into another level. Um, the, I have to give props to uh, MC Check, Tony Fowler, uh, one of my good pals who uh, right. I knocked about with. He was one of the very few people I knocked about with that could mix. He was maybe the only person I knew at one point. And so when I bought a set of decks, um, I still couldn't mix. Uh, okay. He used to come around mine and like uh, like mix properly. I would just stand there watching him. Uh, Analyzing how you do it and ah uh, yeah, to similar do, to yeah. what like Andy was saying and yeah, that. Just yeah. he was like watch people and then. The very first mix that um, where the penny dropped uh, was with a uh, Mullhouse Rave in the Jungle. Right. Um, after the vocals, when the boot kicks in, it's got the day, day, stab. Yeah. It was that, I got that sitting right. Because I, I knew, like, where it wanted to sound. Yeah. Like, da, 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 Of, yeah. like, and uh, I just knew it was meant, uh, where it was meant to sit. And so after, like, I'd, well, I don't know how long of, like, battling, <laughs> um, I play, one day I just played that chain, got it, do, 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 it was just sitting right. It I was like, yes, the penny clicks. dropped. Yeah, just and clicks. then I was fucking, I was away from yeah. them. Like, and then uh, I had the Chrissy G mix and started. Now every mix I do, well, not every mix in a mix, but like the majority of tunes when I mix them into each other, I like to do stuff like what Chrissy G done yeah, and yeah. make us like stand out from everyone else because boot matching doesn't impress anyone these days nah, there's a no, million DJs it, yeah, nowadays no. everyone can boot match and so you need to be like need some way of like standing you out and just ah yeah I just get a yeah. bit more excitement um, enough from it uh, get a bit more creative so I like to like start mixing at breakdowns and have stuff kicking off at the same time of each other and yeah. just like be a bit more ex experimental with it Right. Um, what I was gonna say was when when I first like when the penny dropped for me, I think, I there wasn't much room in my house. Basically, there's there's four of us like my brother and sister, and um and then there's my mum and my stepdaughter. So when I was living at home and I got my first decks, I used to have to have them on top of the wardrobe, 
right, and then I'd have to set them up every time. Aye. So I'd get my turntable, I'd plug, plug the cables in. I, was, I had them I on my bed at one point. Then yeah, that, like, exactly. Which is fucking no good whatsoever. Like, I know. But yeah, we don't know that at the time. I, I just wanted a needle on the on the, the bit of wax to like hear sounds from yeah. it. Like. So um, basically what we'd do is, like, I remember... She was like, right, it's fucking, it's Sunday afternoon. You can you can have them out while everyone's out, basically. So I set, set them up on my, bed, on my bedroom floor, started playing away. And it just, it did he. Like, it just, they were, in, uh, they were in sync with each other. I just set the record off and I thought, I've got it. I've got it. I fucking got it. Yeah. Right? And then I did Proper the same mix over it. and over again. Because I was like, uh, I, same, I like, like I, It took me a right. while before I played out over them, baby, let's get weird. And, just like, and honestly, like, this is, for me, right, this, this is where, when the penny dropped, I didn't want to put my decks away that night. Do you, do you want to know why? I thought, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I forgot how to do it. <laughs> do you know, like, it sounds mental, like. Uh, it's yeah. like, like, I, like, I had the decks out, right, and I remember uh, it was a Sunday, because, like, fucking, like, my little sister and brother were gone in the bath and that. And I slid the decks out and she's like, you've still got them decks. I was mixing in my headphones at this point because I had to turn the music off. I envy you. I right. wish I could mix the headphones, just something yeah, I, I can't know, do. But, but I was just, once it was, once it clicked, I was addicted to, to just getting that fuck, getting it right. Oh, and it's then, a proper buzz when they just sit perfect yeah. with each other. And, and like, it got to about nine o'clock, fucking heartbeat had been on. And all, do you know, like uh, fucking uh, routine and that. The kids were going to bed and doing it again and again. And I, I, I remember just saying to mum, like, yes, like I've done it, like... Like, I've made it now. This is this is. I'm just at a, a, a time and a place, and after that, I was getting them out every day without like behind my mum's back. Never bored them. again ever. Like uh. and then and and but that was a thing. I, w- I went to bed that night and I was lying there in bed and I w- I was still an adrenaline high. It was like I just played to fucking ten thousand people. Yeah. I'm not even joking. I was lying there in bed. and I'm like, I hope I can do this in the morning. Still stuff going uh, through your head and that. Yeah, like, like I I hope that this this. This isn't just a fluke. Yeah. And then, as you as you say, you, you get on, you start playing your tunes, and like you, and right, I play this tune after this tune, and then and then it all it all just fucking it just works. It's like it's like literally riding a bike. Like once you learn, you think, how how did I not not do it before? Like it uh, just once you've got it, it clicks. It's just an it's an addiction. That's that's the that's the only way I can do it. It's like it's an addiction. Oh, once I'd first mat- uh, mastered a beat matching, well, not mastered it, but uh. once I first got into beat matching and started going to the vibes and stuff. I didn't like miss another local rave. I went to everything, ev- everything that I possibly could. Um, there was a, there was a, and I actually was an MC, an MC before a DJ. Uh, I used to go by the name of MC Ballistic, which I actually pinched off someone from You're the North East. You're not MC Ballistic, mate, are you? Are yeah. you joking? Uh, mate, I've got recordings with you on. Give our. Yeah. I won't mind them. I'll like them. I won't it's mind from listening to them. MC like uh, I've, I've not heard any recordings of myself from like uh, from back three. in the day. Like oh, I'll have to get myself prepped and in a, a good state of mind to listen to it. Like but no, uh, I've been tricked to <laughs> it. I just I hated my voice so much. That, Must have like, been two thousand and five, maybe. If I remember sounds right. about right. Like I, I definitely yeah, sounds I about not. right. There we go. I'm actually embarrassed to say um, one of one of my cousins, pal from a, of a uh, of a Newcastle, who was called MC Ballistic, right. uh, a lad called Mickey Canella thing. It was really fucking good, but like he didn't go on events and stuff, and right. so I pinched his name because I like, weren't going to see him enough a flyer and that. I wouldn't do it now that I've like yeah. grown up and I'm a tad more like sensible and stuff, but like. 
back in the day, I was like just stupid, like from less models and stuff, I guess. Uh, but I, I actually, I, I ripped my own rhymes and stuff, mm. but I actually pinched the name from someone else. Um, um, I st- uh, there was a, I think it was an over 18s event that I was on about for, for some reason in, in level two. And uh, Fowler, MC Check was on the mic at the time. And he must have been on it for a while. He was yeah. wanting to break, knackered and whatever. Uh, and so I'd, I, I was just standing on stage with him and he was just like, give us a mic. He was like, hey, do you want to go? And I didn't writ anything at out by this point. But oh. I was like, I, I'll have a go. So God knows what I was saying at out. I like, didn't have no rhymes or anything, but... I had to go and MC and, and the the two DJs in the DJ box, uh, Tom O and uh, do you know Batman? The DJ yeah, Batman, yeah. Robin uh, from Carlisle. Yeah, from Carlisle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. I don't good. know him, but I've I've been online up to that with him and I couldn't I couldn't like if I, if I, what I pumped into him, I wouldn't know it was him. Right. Not, I know you're on about I've heard I've heard him mixing that. Like. Oh, I good, good good lad. Like uh, well, I had them two in the DJ box and uh, well, Tomo was like he's a pal of mine. But Tomo, I just knew through uh, Chris Fletcher, so he dynamite yeah. uh, and doing the vibe events. Uh, they're both like laughing their heads off because like they knew me, but like knew I was an MC and whatever. But I seemed to be rocking it like the dan- the dance floor didn't clear. Uh, well, I think it was from that point that it was like I wouldn't mind giving this uh, MC and a guy. So I pinched myself a name and uh, started writing rhymes. And there was me and uh, a lad called uh, Lee McVeigh, so Mac, who was uh, my, my partner in crime. Right. And we the, used to go the, to the all the events got, with each other. The recording I've got is both of you. <laughs> right, mate? I'm going to tell you what it is, and it might it might come back to you. Priceless. Right? It's either... I don't think it was Fusion, you know. Was, did, you, did you just MC in the park? Yeah. Went all over. Whenever uh, right, there was a I'll local rave, we were there. Right. Like, MC I've... Mark, MC Ballistic in the park. Right, I've got the, I'll, I'll get you a CD before you go, right? <laughs> what a belt, huh? No, right, and it, um, DJs were uh, Stu Sprott, Stu Sprott, Stu, I uh, can't remember, he used to, from Silif, right? And um, there was Chris Rigg. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chris is a good lad, good uh, DJ. And um, who was over DJ? There was another DJ on, and honestly, I've got the pack upstairs, mate, I'll get you it before you go. And oh. it's a, uh, uh, there's different shows. There's bits of Italian. There's bits of um, bits of scouts and that on. And yeah, even though we were there, we were eighty doing it at the time because we just wanted to MC to Spanish and that really. Yeah. But obviously, not many people playing here, and we we wanted to MC and we still will go all of it and like do it to all. But what happened uh, a lot of the time was a. Uh, uh, Aki, uh, MC Aki D, who would get asked to, to do Bogans because he was like a like yeah. big name, now, best MC in Cumbria by like a country mile. And I said northwest of England, if it yeah. wasn't for Finchie, yeah. they can get maybe get a bit debatable, but best MC for me for a country while, uh, a country mile. He used to, when he couldn't be asked going to like the smaller and shittier gigs, yeah. um, he used to like ring me and like tell us to like go through and me and Loom would like try and replace him. <laughs> he's uh, he's coming on here, he's confirmed. He's, All right, so, good, so I, I, um, I'd be good crack. Like, I'll because I want to fucking, I want to pick his head because I'll be honest with you, growing up, there was always a lot of Aki D stuff from Fusion and do you know what I mean, yeah. like stuff like that. And it was, there was a lot of his stuff that got got passed around with CDs and I, Oh, and when I first got into Rave, Aki Day yeah. and Check, they were the men, like right. I, they were the and men. I never, like, I, I always rated him because I heard him on the CDs and I was too young to go out at the clubs. When I first seen him in a club, like, it, 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 it's really, it, fucking, in fact, I'm getting irritated thinking about it. It irritates me that he's not, he's he never got as big as he should have because 
the, the control he had in the club. Some people don't have that today. Uh, his Some voice. of the big MC. Like, he, he used to, like, because he's a big lad, he's a big tall, tall yeah, yeah. lad. Uh, so he was, he was stand there, right? And when he when he'd project his voice into the crowd, it's like he just fucking, like, oh, yeah, gather around, gather around, yeah. gather around, that thing. Honestly, it's like he just brought them in, like, do an MC, what an MC should do. He wasn't just there uh, giving it thing. Oh, he, he belongs just, he, doing it like, like I. He just had a presence. He had like, I know it sounds sounds stupid, like MC Storm type presence where he filled the stage. Like like yeah. when I first seen him, it w- and it was later on, it wasn't in his prime. I seen him and I just thought, why didn't he? Why didn't he get bigger than he did? Um, ah, it's a bit sad, uh, really. I mean, there's a lot of like great MCs out there, and they can write really good rhymes, but they won't have the voice to go with it. Yeah. Whereas, like Aki, Aki D, he had the voice, and he could write good rhymes yeah. as well. He's, he's got so many like uh, uh, good rhymes. Um, he had the chance to go a bit further with it. I mean, he knocked the the monkey back. Uh, um, well, at least once in a nerve, he was he'd done the monkey like a couple of times, but like he was right. knocking. Like events back, which I'm shaking my head at <laughs> because, like, I'd have loved to have done the monkey. Uh, like, no, hey, I wouldn't have went off of there and MC does MC ballistic, like, <laughs> but um, I'd, I'd have loved to have like been an artist there, like, he, dream. He's as I say, he'll, he'll tell his story when he's on here, but he was all he's always one of them. Like, I'm not a massive MC guy, if I'm honest. That's I think that's why I'm not as much as into the, the northeast scene as, yeah. as, as, as I, I was, like, as I am with Bounce. They have to have MCs, yeah, have which to have is MCs sad. On, right? Um, I know because the music's great. It, it is great. A lot of people call it fairground music, but I, I disagree. I think it's, it's, it's really uh, energetic. Oh, upbeat. I see where they're coming from with the, the fairground music, like, yeah. but give yourself but, a check. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. In but, t- I think it was, sorry to interrupt, I think it was like 2018, there was a, a couple of lads, uh, I can't remember who the promoters were, but the punter in a night hall called Machina Arena, and it was um, Machina, no MCs, and all the DJs were like doing like three deck mixes and stuff that you wouldn't normally have. Different and it was like man. the best thing you could listen to if you were a fan of uh, Machina and like didn't, wasn't really a fan of the MCs. And I think they only had two events and uh, they knocked it on the head because it didn't really, they didn't, didn't really work, do yeah. well. There was just like a small fall that went there. But uh, really good nights, like it's really good nights. Mental how it was so big in Spain, right? And then like, like over there, the, like I've I've seen videos of uh, like the clubs and that over there when they were playing the the, the sort of Spanish stuff, yeah. and they'd bring it in, do all these fancy mixes and that like another of level Spanish... of DJing over there. It's all three decks yeah. all the time. It's always and three they're decks. And they playing away, and it's it's there's no MC on, and it's good. It's like people are still dancing and that like, but like for me. It'd be nice to to switch it up a bit sometimes. Like, say say you you had a a big night on now. I don't know what's big within the, the scene, um of of Machina and that. So like, say there was a, a big event on. Have that first hour, no MC on, and just get a vibe going. Play loads of vocal stuff. You don't you don't yeah. need to have an MC on all the time. And oh, then, no, and, then and then bring them on during the night. Like, uh, that, for me, MC that, should just be like hyping the crowd. Really, they don't have to but, be rambling on from start yeah. to finish of the set. So MC Ballistic, yeah, right. I went. Uh, I went to. A, uh, I went to a rave in um, Barcelona. I went to a Machina night uh, in Spain. Ah, uh, yeah. Get right into this story, man. Um, I, I, there's not really a, a, a lot to say from me. Um, after the sort of monkey days, uh, tunes weren't coming out really anymore from like uh, from Spain. Well, but they weren't important, or they weren't making them. They, they weren't making them. Like all oh, the. Right. Well, they do still get made, but not like. 
not yeah, like yeah. there were no certainly no vinyl releases and all like that. And uh, when you're looking for new music, you, you wouldn't really, like, find a lot. Uh, one of my pals, uh, Michael Cox, he found two uh, newly made machina tunes uh, a little bit before going, going to Spain. And both of them actually got played uh, in Spain, which right. was which was really good. Most of the tunes in the night I I really heard before, or the the weren't big tunes. But whenever the classic come on, that like I did enjoy, I was just bouncing about the spot, going absolutely Man, wild. Uh, last behind the bar were giving me my pal like three shots of Jaeger because the amount of drinks we were buying and how mental and that we're going. Uh, loads of people saying, oh, "I can't believe you've come here from England." And uh, I was like, "Hey, we'll listen to more Machina than you." <laughs> now it's, 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 it's interesting that mind, like, like for me, obviously I've done, I've like I went over to Spain and the Spanish raves for bouncing that it's a big culture, but like. In in bounce, obviously you'll know as well being a DJ. The subgenres of bounce. So for instance, there's um, you've got your porky. Like, well, yeah, porky and Spanish, yeah. Spanish trance. They they call it um, uh, candidas. I think it's I think it's pronounced. All it's, right. So basically, you'll know what it is. As it's soon as it's a remember for the new monkey Rem- style remember. machina. They call it, is, it yeah. remember. Candidas remember. That's what that's what the genre is. And it's like I love that style. I play it in my sets now. Like Miguel Cerna, like stuff like that. I'm not massive on it to listen to, but it's good to mix. Yeah, yeah. Main yeah. Reed, he done a, a three decker Spanish one, and uh, it's maybe like the hardest mix that we we've done. Yeah. Um. Oh, it was class to mix. Like so, a bit like hard house when you mix it. Yeah. Nice long long mixes, smooth. But like play it like that type of music. I always found a vibe with it. I still play it in my sets now all the time. In fact, every set, I always throw a little Spanish tune in. Um, ah, but I, I Spanish, but mi- it's like Spanish it trance, whatever it is. Ah, uh, variation, um, that's what you want. Like, and I don't know if you can agree with this. This is a bit of a fucking statement, like, but do you know when um, we had a... Uh, don't some... agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, say, like, say your Italian tunes, right? Italian got shit. When British started doing it, Machina, the so Spanish style Machina, Machina, got a bit shit when the British started doing it. For instance, and you might disagree, but for instance, um, if you listen to an Italian tune, she's singing in English, and it's the accent. I think. Oh yeah, that definitely adds. The accent so adds something oh, to it, 100%. which which if you get a, if you get like I know it sounds stupid, but I heard someone do a a a, a revocal of um, TH Express. I'm on your side. Right, and Ooh, it's an English. That's per- a no, dangerous no, remix. Yeah, like dangerous. It's an English person singing it, right? And and it it hasn't got the European twang to it. Do you yeah. know? Like she's she's got a twang to her voice, hasn't she? It won't sound right. It like. doesn't sound the same. Oh, so aye. I think the the quality of them tunes started going down. Like with this candidate, as you remember, um, this style, the the tunes were were sort of dying out when the British started copying that style, and it it, it sounded. Right. It sounded too polished. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, course, I remember yeah. he, he did in a tune. Um, oh, what is it? Um, I can't even remember what it is now, off the top of my head. But it's a, it's a, it's an old, it's an old tune by like um, it's Miguel Turner tune and it's original. Um, and he's he's got this vocalist on it, and you can tell she doesn't speak a word of English because the way she pronounces some of the yeah, words yeah. in the tune. Aye. And it's like for me, it was just raw and it was fucking. It's really really good. Ah, well, style. that's it. Uh, like just. Because it's raw and just because it's a polished thing, that necessarily isn't like a bad thing. It can be a good thing, like adds flavour to it. Like, 
as I said before, it gives the character. See, uh, I'm a bit I've, jealous that you went to Fingo, to, to Barcelona, to listen to that, because for me, right, I, I went to, the first time I went to play in Spain, I played at this club, it was called Club Anaconda, right, and it was um, it was for that, it was more hard you say, you're porky and that, stuff like that, mm. you're porky, you're bumping your hard bass. And I tried to throw in um, uh, DJ Litos, Heat of the 90s, you know, uh, in the heat of the night, I feel a wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's that. Right, it's got that, the um, the um, the triplet bass line, like an Italian right, tune. Yeah. But so, that's hard to make, that bass line. Uh, you can sample stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, like, um, anyway, so I tried, to, I tried to play that tune, right? And because thinking Spanish people will like Spanish, right? Complete. No. Nah. <laughs> so, right, as soon as it come in, the bass line mixed it in, the vibe went down. I played 30 seconds now of that works. tune. Now it was right. that And I just like, thought, why, while I'm in Spain, I'll, I'll live the dream and play Spanish. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah. And I then know. I had to go back into the hard stuff. But, like, for me, like, I'd love to have got, went to, like, a remember night. Like, um, even if it was Machina, like, like you went to, you were a classic in I Spain. I see good lineups all the time and festivals that they have. And, like, at some point I'm going to go over to something proper because uh, they play a lot of... Um, harder stuff like gabba and stuff like yeah. that and now with a, a machina night these days in spain the morning maybe have an hour of machina what i would listen to and it's just like all like gabba and and, and stuff like that yeah. and so when they have like bigger events they'll have um gabba played at the main festival like a stage but then your little like side tents and uh rooms that you have in clubs You'll have like remember Machina on there. Yeah. There'll be half a dozen DJs playing it, and uh, we'll go together. You know. <laughs> or any time, like oh. I'd be well game for it. Um, I'd love to. I'd want to go to something like that when I'm gonna hear like more music that like I'd want to hear. It was a, a spur of the moment thing. Uh, me go to there. Me and a pal were already were in Spain at a. Uh, me, me pal's mum and dad have got a. Um, They've got a static caravan over the word over there, but mm. the word caravan doesn't do it justice because it's like a house. It's it like it's just as nice as like like my oh. house, uh, like or whatever. Uh, we went off of there for a couple of weeks and we were just chilling and that. And we've maybe been there for like a week and like we want to do something to do with the weekends and oh. one of us just scrolling through Facebook because you do and we seen it a night advertise and. This, this I, must be just luck then, is it? Oh, like, it was uh, just completely random. Right. I, I can't remember which one of us found it. And we're like, uh, how far is this away? I had to look on Google, fancy this and that. And next thing, we'll, we'll just go out. We jumped on a train and uh, went there. I nearly fucked us up uh, going there because... Uh, oh, in fact, no, I nearly fucked us up coming back as well. Uh, on the way there... Um, we got to a train station, like a, a connecting train, Aye. and uh, we were on the wrong side of the platform. And then uh, my pal Coxie was like, oh, hey, we need to be on the other side. And uh, uh, me wrecked in that, as is tradition. Oh, no, we're all right, and uh, this is the right train. He was like, no, dude, like, you're wrong. Like, we need to be on, on, on the other side. <laughs> no, it's right in that. And he was like, right, all right, we'll go on here. Like, just so you can say how much of a spacker you are. <laughs> and I was like, the daft bastard. And nah, I know we're right here. And I wasn't because uh, I very yeah. rarely am. So obviously we've gone on the train. And he's like, right, I'm going to sit down, Doof. Let us know like when you've realised we're on the wrong. Uh, so we got to the next, I'm looking at the map, get to the next stop. And I'm like, this the isn't map. the right direction. <laughs> Fuck, is this right in that? Get to another stop and that. I'm like, uh, Coxie, yeah, I think we might be on the wrong side here. And now uh, fucking finally... 
And so I'd done that, like, gone there. Then on the way back, we, we left the club. We actually bumped into a, a, a lad that, like, gave us some dope, which was sound, because uh, <laughs> obviously being on holiday, I like, didn't have any dope and that. It's, it's, and, like, it's, yeah, I appreciated yeah, yeah. the joint after I'd been raving, like, all night and uh, been, fucked, down, oh, I'd been fucked in the morning. Bumped into, like, gives us a, a bit of dope. Then looking for the, the train station... Uh, it was like uh, your typical, oh, it's down, or you're left, and Cox is saying, oh, it's right. And I'm, no, no, it's this way and that. But because, I was right before, you know. <laughs> because um, of uh, the mistake I'd done the day before going there, I was like, oh, wait, I'm just not going to argue with you. I'll shut up and, like, obviously I was wrong. <laughs> like, my pal yeah. was right and that. Uh, but, like, uh, if they listen to me, like, we might have not have got to the club. Like, uh, But, yeah, it was just spare the moment. and, and like, Love it. It's a, um, this, it's a bit of a common thing of like last uh, minute events and that can like be the like the the best ones when you've like got no no plans on it and out and like I've always I, said that like that was one of one of the best nights like definitely this was uh, two thousand sixteen I think uh, no maybe a little bit before then 2014, 15, like something like that yeah but like uh, right honestly like you said it's better at the moment and like things and that like um. My best nights out of my life have been spurred at the moment, you know. Like, I don't think any, anyone can agree with it. If you prep yourself, sometimes it's over, you overdo it, eh? Like, ah, you can I've, I've, I've like, this is the best night of my life. Got my ticket yeah, three months in advance. You get there and, like, it's good and that, good music and that, but, yeah. like, you've built it up too much in your head and, yeah. like, you can, I can have, like, the opposite effect and that. So I remember one night when we, we were about fucking, I don't know, maybe 17, right? And, um, um, we were we were used to work in the takeaway me and my missus and my two mates um, none of them like fucking bounce or anything like that by the way they're all they're like the pop music the pop punk stuff yeah. like that so uh, we're there and we're oh, as, you, as you do when you're 17 16, 17 like oh, do you want to go out after work and that don't know whatever can be asked so we finished our shift at the takeaway at 10 o'clock cleaned up and that right fucking quick shower because you stink a takeaway yeah uh Got one of our mates' mum to give us a lift for it to work it in. Just we'll just go on to the circuit. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah, pubs yeah. and and that at the time. And someone just clicked in my head and like, yeah, Roy Lokes got Top Gun on tonight. Should we go? She was like, what's Top Gun? Uh, and then they were like, honestly, I was like, trust us, it'll be unreal. Aha, you're in luck. Um, you're lucky night. And so we so we went in, and I remember going in 16, 17, Bear in mind, I've been in the rave scene quite like. A long time considering I'm only, I'm only 26 eh? right. so I went in and uh, like uh, Farrell was there uh, John Jay was on like as I say the Top Gun lads and there was yeah. a few locals and that I can't remember the full lineup. and um, I think Can- Candy was there when I met Candy for the first time it would have been decent and it was a good night went in and as you say all your work in regulars there Royal Oak was like a proper little rave, rave pit it used to be class when I first started going out around town I only went to three spots. It was Royal Oak and then Elliot's and then Fusion. Like, you didn't need, mm. really need to bother with town. Every now and then, uh, I'd maybe, like, get knocked back from... Uh, when I wasn't old enough to get in the pubs, I'd maybe get knocked back from getting into Fusion. Oh. And uh, I would go in... Uh, uh, Passions uh, by the Washington Central Hotel. It was like a bit of a nightclub and oh, that. Yeah. Uh, working at a really good circuit, like once upon a time, like if you were like going uptown for like, I don't know, a christening do or some stuff like that, like uh, they used to have a really good circuit and uh, um, there was a lot of pubs on uh, open, like 
bit bigger than your uh, like a normal standard pub, and they would have like one-off events on all the time, like a yeah. spot called. Do you know a jailhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember jailhouse. Like, yeah. A jailhouse had the like the most randomest like crazy like just one event things on they had stuff on all the time and i don't even know how i used to like heard about like sets like like back in the day of us getting into it because there wasn't like phones or like yeah. facebook groups that out like that flyers and, and like, takeaways mainly it? even like the smaller events they didn't have flyers yeah like there were maybe post you maybe get some posters and that but it was like the bigger events like vibe and like stuff that dobby used to put yeah. on marco they would like all the flyers and all the takeaways and stuff but the the smaller ones they wouldn't even do that and uh, yeah, mad how just... the word you used to just get about and you'd get like good numbers and that in there Classic. but like for a, a normal like night out for me it was just royal oak loads of italian that in there elliot same and then like fusion and like perfect like um what was gonna say uh yeah so we went into to the to the royal oak royal oak is it's a it was a weird place man like 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 it was it was a rave den I don't like DJing there. Uh, the summit with the acoustics that uh, I'm just not a fan of. And unless uh, someone had to set up with like good yeah. monitor speakers, especially it's set up, then uh-huh. it, I hated the place. For DJing, it's a raver. Like, ah, oh, good, good little pub. Like. I remember going in there and like they, me, me three mates I went with, my missus and two mates, they were like, I don't know if this is for us, but obviously when you've had a few drinks, that's like right. Get in there, we'll get on the dance floor and that. I get on it. And I can't remember. I think it was Farrell spotted me. It's like, uh, oh, shout Brad Milburn on the dance floor and all this. And I was like, oh yes, get in there. Give me first shout out and that. I'll have a CD. Hi, <laughs> Farrell. Uh, Farrell's a good lad. But my uh, my missy said she was obviously had a few drinks and that. She was like, uh, why don't I get a shout out? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, right. And then, right, you might know this is a bit of an ongoing joke right this it went on for a couple of years so this is the the origin of the story basically what happened was as, as you might not know well obviously you know but like people listening might not know my missus is from hong kong so she's chinese or Cantonese, right. and me and her have casual racism with each other like yeah. I'm, i've got no she'll like oh, of course no, yeah, yeah you know what i mean You'd, it, there's no nothing in jest about like that it's like, like it's all in jest but there's nothing serious i wouldn't say anything oh well obviously no you're married to the woman yeah yeah racist but i didn't clear this so she was like i says i done pal i'll go i'll go to see i'll go and see farrell and sort of thing went up went up to the the dj about having a crack with him in that and i said my missus wants to shout out can you do big shout to brad milburn and the chink (laughs) (laughs) right so so and he's like can you write that down just to make sure i think got on my phone typed it out Big shout Brad Milburn. Next minute, fucking Farrell on, on the dance floor. Big shout to Brad Milburn and the chink, right? Oh my <laughs> god, hell. right? And it, uh, you could tell he was uncomfortable doing it, right? Yeah. But every rave I took it to after that, it was let's try and get it, let's try and get it on the CD pack, like let's get the. Oh the, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the amount of people who said I can't say that, but recording, I can't say that other thing. And anyways, I was talking to. This is why I think you might know about this. I was having a crack with um. Berg, Adam McGurk. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he said, oh, we'll record a new DD thing. I says, hey, we do the thing, we do us a big shout out for Brad Milburn and the Chink because, like, it, it, just just for, like, a bit of an insight. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. in CD pack. And he, 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 he done it. And I think you you must have been, you were the DJ on the CD, I'm sure. I'm 
sure of it. It's probably done at my house if yeah. I'm on it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've done a, a couple of sets with the, the Dutty Donkers lads, and I think uh, that anyone that I was on, they were all like recorded at my house. Uh, so, so Good like, lads, by the way. Shout out to all the uh, Dutty lads. <laughs> I will, um, I've actually got a couple of them coming on as well, like further down the line. Obviously, they'll have good stories. So be, yeah. Be good. But um, it was uh, on, the, on the record, it was big shout. Brad Milburn Brad and the Milburn chick. And his chin. Right. Bloody hell. Right, so I cut it out there, eh? right? And I, 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 every time that she pisses off, I just fucking play it. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then now I'm banned from Ghana to, to like, say I'm on a set, right? I, I was on a set with, uh, who was it with? Could have been, I don't know, um, Easy maybe. Do MC Easy? Really good MC. I know you mean, but not really, like. No. I was on with Easy. And it was a, uh, and I said, you're gonna have to do the shout out for as well. I'm on, I'm gonna fucking knock the faders down, right? And then you can do the shout out. And he's got, and and, and he was like, nah, mate, no, too, like, too yeah, far no, for him. Nah. So now it's sort of faded out, unfortunately. So I've dropped it into the podcast. Big shout, Brad Milburn and his chink. So, <laughs> how many times can <laughs> I say that without getting away with it? Uh, we're getting shout outs on uh, CDs. Um, after the first mantra went, uh, there's a, a lasso went uh, with Jade. Oh. Well, after the first event, uh, like she got the nickname Battleaxe <laughs> just because of how, how keen she's on life. Yeah. And she's just game as fuck for anything. Just uh, a good laugh, right? Oh, Or oh, one of the funniest lasses you've ever Character. met in your life. Like, oh, she, uh, her personality is priceless. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, she's some baby. Well, uh, she used to, like, go to the... Um, uh, Monta, they've got a like a tagline. We are Monta. It's wham. Yeah. It's one of like the catchphrases sort of thing. And uh, from like the first event, uh, first rave, every rave, we went. She would be like going to the MCs all the time and like literally taking the mic off them. It was TNT's debut. Uh, one of the Monta events in um, um, Liquid, I think the club was called. He had uh-huh. had an MC from like the the New Monkey days and uh, been on the mic for like ten minutes and like. Jade went over, took it, took the mic off him. We are Montez, like screaming it down. I've seen loads of time online on the Ultimate Buzz Ray forum and Facebook. People uh, have been like, "Who's this We Are Monte bird that keeps like coming on the events and that like?" It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, what well, Batlax? Like yeah. she's she's some baby. Like class. shout out to Batlax. <laughs> class, like class, mate. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. We've lost fucking track of where we were with uh, your story. I'm not being rude, not like that, like, but. Fucking, we'll just carry on with the stories if that's all right. Oh no, that's all right. Uh, well, then let's tell it. Well, tell us about locally, man. Like, cause, cause, obviously, I'm just kind of. I don't know your history. Uh, I say this to everyone, but uh, am I right in thinking you were like a, an assistant manager or something like that in few? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Right. So I'm sure you've got stories about that. Come best on. job I've ever had. Is it? Um. Oh yeah. By a country mile. What a fucking laugh. Uh, Fusion was still up and now. I'd maybe. Do the I won't go in the office through the week doing all the admin stuff, but I would maybe just manage the club at the weekend oh. uh, just because it was how much of a laugh it was managing the club at the weekend. Uh, well, um, after getting into Vibe and the raves and DJing and MC stuff in the, in the early days... You've uh, a fair, uh, after, after so many um, weekends of party and that, yeah. and I was like, right, I need to calm down a bit of you. And so I was working up at a, a call centre in Lillyall and uh, I was thinking, I could get a part-time job working in Fusion at the weekends, and I'm I'm still there, like, around all the, the good tunes and, like, the environment I want to be in. But, like, ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not 
destroying myself. And so I just got a part-time job as a glass collector yeah. and uh, just worked work my way up. Started at the bottom and uh, ended up as an assistant manager. Started at the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I best best job I've ever had. Through the week when I finished work, I'd go home, get changed, have my tea or whatever, um, get a bag of records, and I would, like, go back to the club, put the, the decks on out, just, like, even... Well, maybe with mates or, like, I'd maybe even just go there myself and yeah. just, like, have a mix all the time. Like, uh, I absolutely loved that. But it was class when they had the, all the events on and stuff because I'd still be there at the rave and, like, You're whatever. experiencing it, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I getting all the raves for now and, like, yeah. seeing everything and uh, in a bit of a position... Uh, talk to artists when they're like in the the green room yeah, or like yeah. the our staff room or like whatever um but right uh, uh a couple of stories of when when i woke. oh one thing i'm gonna have to say is uh, uh shout out to marco who you had on yeah. here as your first uh, guest he doesn't get the the recognition that he, he deserves i've already said this to him uh, he, he always I, I, I'm under the impression that he, he gets seen more as, like, a promoter than, like, a, a DJ, and he yeah. gets his props from being a promoter. But he's an absolute sterling DJ. Um, in fact, I, I've got two cracks uh, about him. One of the the nights... Um, oh, bank, bank holidays in Fusion were just berserk. There was, there was uh, one particular bank holiday where my boss, who was off... And so I had to, like, run the club myself. Aye. And so I was like, I don't know, I'd go downstairs, get Andy, go into the cellar, get some drinks, go back into the office, like, have a few drinks and that. Uh, do no work. Um, right, so it's, club's absolutely packed out. It's about, like, midnight, about halfway through the night. And uh, Mark, uh, he would play, like, a couple of hard house tunes and, like, he'd be a bit more, like, adventurous than, like, other DJs that maybe on in there. And uh, I must have my CD wallet with us from, like, going in for the mix before work or whatever. And uh, I used to ask her, the, well, any of the lads to, like, play tunes and every now and then. And Mark was always, like, a big game for, a, like, a laugh and that. And so I'm going through my wallet and uh, the, the harder side out, hard, the side of hard, the harder side of hard house, energy. Uh-huh. Um, there was a song that I like called uh, Grady uh, G, Crazy. Right. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Mark could play that. It's absolutely absurd tune to play for Fusion because it's just so Fire banging. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no one I liked it. There'll have been about, like, five people in the club that would, like, appreciate it. Like, not what you would play at, like, middle of a bank call of the Sunday. So I got the DJ box and I uh, play this tune that, Mark. It's like, ah, I'll stick it on and that. And, like, not only did he, he fire it in and it sounded amazing, but... Then I wasn't sure if it was a song or an acapella that he played, but next thing there's a, an Eminem acapella going off of it. Oh, and yeah. luckily, I think they were both in key because he just sat with it perfectly. And uh, I'm just like looking around and there's over a thousand people all bouncing to Grady J. Crazy with an Eminem acapella. Over. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, oh, yeah. oh, it was fucking Big bouncing. Like, that, yeah. I was like, yes, come on, Marco Boyo. Uh, one of the best things uh, um, I've seen, though, he put an event on with Alex Kidd. I'm not, I'm not sure who else was on, but uh, right. uh, there was Alex Kidd, then there was um, a Lord of Mayor trans DJ yeah, on yeah, yeah, af- yeah. afterwards. And as Alex Kidd was, was, had finished his set, when he pulled his uh, headphone jack out the mixer, he'd fucked the, uh, the unit and 
the the thing in the mixer, the hole that held your jack lloyd in, in place, that had like fell out the mixer right. and you couldn't put headphones in there. Right. And so the DJ that was meant to be on, like couldn't put headphones in the mix and that. And so Marco ended up doing the set. He played trance and with no headphones. Oh, and he it was, was just, just like... Bringing it in a big press play, I put it, he'd put there, because you can see on the CDJs, the, the BPM yeah. like counter, he'd put it that right and then he'd like... Put the volume up a little bit, really. Give it a little adjustment, and, and just I winged, winged it that way. And I know um, trances can be a bit tricky to mix and that, uh, and especially when you can't fucking hear now. Yeah, you've got yeah. no headphones and that, uh, and he done the full set like sound as if like he did have headphones. Uh, oh. It was fucking amazing watching it because I could appreciate how tricky it can be to mix and things like that. Oh. So ever since then, I called him Mark Van Dyke. <laughs> and like, oh, legend. Like, I class. shout out to Mark or like... Class, uh, class. I love that. Uh, that. That bank holiday, there was um, oh, Sorry, another bank holiday. There was a, a manager from down south. He'd come up to, to train me. The boss was like, like do all of the graft and that now when I was like first being trained as manager oh, okay. uh, a bloke called Jimmy and uh, my boss thought he was like more like him like like to laugh but good sense of humor but like uh, serious with business but he was more like me he liked uh, a laugh and that but he was a fucking idiot uh, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't as bad as me because I was dead young at the time he's like maybe yeah. 10 years old and that but he was just as daft as me uh, it was another bank holiday when uh, uh, the, the club had shut uh, after the club had shut, all the staff and the door staff, we used to, like, have a drink and now we'd have, like, one or two drinks after the end of our shift. A wind and, down, uh, isn't it? I know lots of people who do that, man. I, well, um, I'd, um, I'd, I think I'd pulled the lass and uh, she was stopping there. I was going out with her summer. She was stopping there with, like, with a few pals and it was all the staff. And then uh, eventually, well, well, normally we'd have, like, one or two drinks, but, like, when me and Jimmy were there, or if I had the club myself, it was like bars open, have as many drinks as you want, let's get fucked. Yeah. And uh, gradually, some, uh, the staff would leave and the, the door staff, and they eventually it was just like the last hour was with her mates and like uh, uh, the other manager was trainers, Jimmy, and we were going to the bar, like trying to make cocktails and things. He was trying to show us something called a flaming Lamborghini, it where is. if it's made properly, you can you light some and when you pour some at the flames, meant to like shoot up the bottle, or it's meant to do something mental. So he'd start pouring these drinks, lighting light on fire. Won't work. They'd be like, right, drink them do for like I'll try it again <laughs> I'll and try that. Again. And it's like Give four attempts change. later, I've been down and these like like straight glasses of spirits and now I'm starting to get absolutely fucking wanker. And we're nowhere like close to like making a, a flaming Lamborghini. <laughs> All right, ready? I've left my phone, uh, none on silent, and I'm in the middle of a podcast. Uh, now you're on the fucking podcast, really? Now you're on the phone. Oh, now you're on the podcast, you dickhead. It's not your turn, you pal. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'll call you later, mate. I wouldn't answer that if it wasn't uh, February, <laughs> um, I So um, we're out making cocktails, getting wankered. I had the decks back on and that. Um, and uh, he ended up taking one of lasses up to his uh, his room above the chill out where the offices and bedrooms and that were. Aye. I, I shagged the lass I was with on the, the sofa that was in like the, the back room, the chill out room of Fusion. Aye. And this is what I mean about best job I've ever had. Like, you can't really do like shit that at work, uh, shit like that, and like going for a mix and uh, like uh, have a drink and doss on gambles and that. Like, yeah. um, aye. Um, 
I couldn't uh, couldn't be more happier with uh, my time there. Like, uh, Gravy, that's fantastic, man. Like, class, just class. And some of the DJs that I've seen there, the amount of special guests that they'd, they'd get a not like, and uh, the ability like like to talk to them when they're in like cornered off like balcony or like uh, staff room and things like that would maybe been my you, get, you get to get behind the curtain, don't you? So you get to see yeah, and meet uh, them and like stuff like uh, that. One of the best cracks he had was uh, with Kirk from QFX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, I really feel sorry for him. He had all of his like special equipment set up on the start side of the stage. Then towards like the end of the night, uh, he'd, he'd done his his bit and night, uh, done his set, but there was fighting a summit, and the door the doorman who was meant to be stood next to his gear had uh, had left or something had happened, and then drink ended up all over like Kirk's equipment, oh, and man. I know how much like the hardware costs and that, it's and expensive, I, oh, I felt so sorry for him, uh, but it was class when he played uh, a monkey tune, uh, QFX Whiplash. Oh. Uh, bass, bounds. I was on the, the main bar at the time, and then um, MC Aki D, who was in the club, and when the, the tune got played, my ears just picked up instantly and like started looking over at the DJ box. He come off, it was like, do tune, and I was like, yes, and that was why I looked at Fusion for just like Moments that exact. Like that, right? Ah, yeah, aye. I know, so you can see, you can have a, a nine to five office job, right? And this is, I've, I say this all the time, you have a nine to five office job, and People say they've got a boring job, but there'll be 20 minute gaps throughout your day where you and a fucking work pal are having the best time ever. In a nightclub, them 20 minute gaps happen four or five times a night where it's uh, like, I, I fucking, this is a reason why I come to work every day. Like, it's fucking cost. Yeah, like, uh, at the weekend, even though I was losing my weekends, which like kind of bothered us sometimes, but not really. Yeah. I wasn't, like, asked about being at work or losing my weekends. I was really happy being there and, like, doing my job. Um, it was just, like, the perfect environment, what I wanted to be in. And I'm obviously surrounded by all my pals. They were all out on the piss and that, so I'm hearing good cracks from them. Maybe, like, treat them to a drink or, like, whatever. Like, so uh, what was the fusion. crack with, with, like, when you were DJing and that? Like, what, what happened, like... like you were, you were in, oh, right, you were in fusion. What... No, no, no. I'm going to ask someone else. To be honest with you, if you were, when you're in fusion, like, were you, did you ever have the itch to get on? Like, because obviously being a DJ, I'd done a couple of sets in there. What used to happen was sometimes uh, DJs couldn't get there till later on. Aye, and they need a stand-in sort of um, thing. Yeah, I had maybe, like, do a, a couple of hours, uh, like, playing, I don't know. All sorts. Mel, it'd be pop music on a Thursday, or yeah. I'd, like, play, like, Scouse or, like, some dance or something on a Saturday night. I did do the, the odd bit and that there, but... Um, I was I was happy with me me job because when uh, when I was doing that I thought oh this is going to be my career like club management sort of, sort yeah. of thing so I wasn't too asked about leaving that and trying to go into a DJ role full time yeah. I was happy with like the club management job I really liked the job uh, it's it's it, once you're in, in nightlife that's it like you you're in aren't you like 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 it sounds sounds stupid but like. You you're not working anymore. You don't you don't see it as work. You you go on there and you you with your mates. Ah, that, yeah. It's it's leisure time, but you paid for it. If that makes sense yeah. with me, because I I don't drink around like that. Like, for me, it's an ideal job. You go and you you can manage the bar. You can do whatever. You get to fucking see all the all the like ah, all the acts, you're doing stuff that you'd be doing pal. in your spare yeah, time. You'd be there anyways. Good music, I know you might be a bit rest, stuff. but the like. 
Uh, uh, just, yeah, you know what I mean? The only time I was unhappy was when the club shut, everyone left, it's four o'clock in the morning, and I was, like, stuck in the cash... Uh, in the, the basement room doing the cashing up at, like, four, five yeah, in the yeah, morning, yeah. like, by myself. But the only time I was unhappy, but... That's just the work part of it, though? Well, yeah, yeah like, I just... You, you, like, you do... In, in Essentially, you, you, how long would you go for, like, a six-hour shift? Something like that. Um, six, think, eight, maybe. I think the club typically opened up about ten, so I'd maybe go there for nine, right. spend an hour setting up or whatever. Right, so six, seven hour shift. You're only working what two hours maybe because the rest of it you're in amongst it and you're you're in the vibe. Like, do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, well, my work didn't really start unless there was problems, unless something went yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. with um, customers or till system or whatever. My job didn't really start till everyone had left the club and I would have to like do all of the bank and whatever. Um, I, I'd, I'd spend all night just like walking around, talking to people, making sure the bars are all right, staff are happy and uh, smoking. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, um, obviously we've been going on well longer than an hour now, I think it is. I just want to uh, close this one. Um, and also, I want to get you back. Uh, like I've said to other guests who have been on, you will be coming back if that, if you want to. Oh, of course, uh, mate. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Like, uh, We've hardly spoke about yeah, out, anything, like, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But um, to sign off, I'm just going to do what I do with everyone else. Um, can you tell me, throughout all your years of being a DJ, the club manager, growing up with music and that around you, with your dad fucking playing in a band and that, what's three tunes that stick out to you? If you had to, if you like, not just Machina, all not genres. Everything, like something when you think of it, and it's like that, it holds a place as a nostalgic piece of of, of memories. Um, Doesn't necessarily need to to to. to right, well, uh, not um. I thought you wanted like favorite tunes, but uh, so I'd be like a a high horse for Machina, but yeah, tunes that like stand out of like meant something over the years. Aye. Um, aha, take on me. Because right. it's one of my favourite songs now. Yeah. And we got brought up on it. And there's a few versions of that. And the the version that everyone knows, uh, that become uh, how it is now. Um, the lad who made it's from Northside in Workington. Are you joking? Uh, I like, know that. I, I, not, not many people do. And uh, I, just as you're going in on the left-hand side, I believe, yeah. Alan yeah. Tarney, he might be called. But, right. like, yeah, he made a, a heartache on me, like the good version, like whatever everyone is on the radio. Uh, that's got a close place to my heart. Um, out the yard house uh, days, I'd have to say Paul Glasby kick it. Right. Because that was the, the last tune every tidy weekend. Uh, and a lot like, of people say that, you know. A lot of people always say that 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 tune for that reason. Um, yeah, there, there is. Be- I think there's better hard house tunes, but just like that. Memory, yeah. That's exactly what it is. The connection that yeah. that's there. Yeah. And uh, apart from that, uh, third tune, uh, Maniac Two Thousand. <laughs> Maniac 2000, yeah. Uh, it's like I, one of the first tunes that got us into rave and dance and like stuff like that. Uh, still good, still good now. Maniac 2000. That I, I that holds a special place in my heart as well because at, at our wedding, well, basically on my stag do, my mate came and he was playing tunes and that um, on his phone on the stag do in Magaluf. And uh, it, it, he couldn't get dated on his phone, obviously being abroad. And the only song he had on his phone was Maniac 2000. <laughs> so that was the theme of the holiday. I bet it was. <laughs> so every single time it was coming on and everything, and we were playing it. So it became a thing of, on the wedding night, we had our first dance, right, and everything. Second tune in was Maniac 2000. <laughs> so we are on all the dance floor. Oh, that's really wicked, the stand new. Yeah, it was quality. Belt of Yeah, quality. So that, yeah, that's a... 
I'd probably put that in my top three, you know, if I had to, like, because it just holds... It holds well, spot, well that's yeah. it. Uh, it's not something I would, like, play now at all, yeah. but, like, it's just, like, it was class when I first heard it. Just still as good now, uh, and just that uh, much of a moon. just want to give a big shout-out to, to Jamie Gill for bringing his form with us. We didn't went uh, playing that tune continuously throughout the, <laughs> throughout, throughout the holiday. We were there, and... Every like by the end of it, he had, every hand was just singing it like yeah. it's just class out like just good memories. Decent. But um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna sign off by doing Drake Chinese food. Yeah. So you oh, go for right. oh, yeah, you go yeah, for yeah. a meal, oh, meal for one, right? Um, go on the Chinese takeaway meal for one. What are you getting? I'm a and I'm I'm a man of simple taste to be honest. Uh, for Chinese, would either be king prawn omelette. Or maybe a special uh, chow mein, mixed chow mein. Nice, fucking, yeah. When you say a, a man of simple taste, I thought you were going to go say chicken balls and chips. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's course. nice, but it's not, not, you know what I mean? No, but, yeah, King Pro, I'll have some of that, like, uh, definitely. Uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on. My um, pleasure. Do you want to plug anything? Um, I know you're not really pushing the DJ side of things now, but where can people listen to your, mu- your music, your, your, your productions and your, um, your mixes? Um, most of my material uh, mixes are on uh, youtube.com forward slash c forward slash doofy uk and uh, me and ellie sue's my partner in crime uh, for doing productions we've got a, a soundcloud i can't remember the actual link uh, but if you if you Google search, search find, yeah, yeah. doof and ellie sue soundcloud and then all of our productions are on there listen to or majority of Right, next time you come on, going to bring Reedy with you, aren't you? We'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have a freeway conversation. Reedy's good because he remembers all the things uh, all that I don't remember. Yeah. Like, uh, and we've uh, done a lot, of, a lot of stuff to give her, so that'd be good. Right, so we're signing off. Uh, it's been a fucking fantastic episode, mate. I've, I've loved it personally. Good crap. Uh, cheers for watching, everyone. Thank you very much. Au revoir.